Welcome. You're listening to the Peace and Passion Podcast, the place for conscious couples and individuals who want to explore aspects of their relationships as a self-growth evolution. I'm your host, Iman Iskander, and I'm a couples therapist and counseling coach on a mission to shore up your relational life with useful information and tips, as well as inspiration and ideas from the great minds of our guests. So you can skillfully and confidently and mindfully navigate the relationship with yourself and with others and with all of life and its challenges. On with the show. Hello and welcome back, good people, to the Peace and Passion podcast. I'm your host, Iman Iskander. And today I want to share a story with you. It's a story about George. Who is George, I hear you ask? Well, George is my nobody and everybody person. He's a generic someone that I use an example to demonstrate just what people like you and me do. So George, well, he's got a bit of a problem with the way he communicates. You see, George and his partner walked into my room for a couples therapy session. They knew they had issues and we were working hard on these issues. But that day, things were tense. The expression on George's face that told me very much that things were not good. He had a brown furrow beneath his brows and he certainly was looking a bit pale and his partner was no different. They were not a happy couple. Something had occurred. And as we talked, it was discovered that the fight had happened this morning, just as they were coming in to see me. He told me straight away, his partner doesn't listen. She wasn't listening. She never listens to me, he said. And naturally, that was concerning. And George said that he had told her 100 times and yet she still continued with all her actions to absolutely disregard what he wanted and that he'd had enough and that it was awful and it was a sign of disrespect. He'd never seen such disrespect in his life. Clearly, he said to me, she doesn't respect me because she doesn't change. She ignores me and I tell her over and over again. And he continued talking and downloading. I let him go for a little bit. And then he even said to me, look, I'm a communicator. He, I'm already communicating, he says, and I communicate clearly. She's just not respecting my wishes. And that was pretty clearly his reality, that she was not respecting his wishes. And he even turned to his wife and he asked her, have I told you before? Now she looked at me and she gave a, a slow, shameful nod. Or was that confusion? Either way, I knew the couple were in trouble. But you see, my friend, conflict can bring out the best in you. It can actually bring you closer. Or it can tear you apart, depending on how you handle it and what you do. And I'm afraid George was not very skillful in the way he handled this fight and this problem between them. You see, it's how you deal with the differences between you that matters. It's not the problem that you have differences because everybody does. 
I haven't met any couple who live together who just don't have any differences. It's not true. It doesn't happen. And so George and his partner, like everybody else, had differences. Now, you can use these differences to verbally abuse your partner and trash your partner and win the war. But really, come on, you can do better than that. When you win that war, have you won the relationship? (laughs) I think not. It's likely your partner's going to be hurt and at the very least annoyed and they certainly won't want to come closer to you and love you and be loving when you're behaving like a prickly porcupine. When you hurt, you're simply not safe to be around because you hurt. You're prickly. And what are they going to do? They're either going to hurt you back, and that's not a good thing. Now we've got a full-blown fight in progress with each person trying to trash the other one or trying to be right. Or they can just shut down or withdraw. And that's exactly what happened to George's partner. She just wasn't even there. She just shut down and she withdrew. Now, if that happens, you see, your problem's not solved. Nothing is resolved. And the fight, even if it stops in the moment, it's going to continue another day. Hey, does this sound familiar? I see these over and over and over again, the blow-ups. There's usually a blow-up thing, one topic, or maybe one or two that keep coming up over and over and over again. And many couples have these. Now, with George and his partner, we calm things down and we finally got to this one thing, that one thing that has recurred in many fights before that they've had and it's caused a blow-up over and over again and it caused a blow-up this morning. The thing that riled him up and demonstrated his partner was not trying. Usually for couples, it can be big things like, hey, finances or our role in the marriage or sex or the in-laws Or it could be even tiny things. It doesn't really matter, like how the dishwasher is loaded or can you remember to pick up the milk or mow the lawn? Whether it's big or small, it's irrelevant. It's how you handle it that's important. The differences can bring you closer together. Do you actually want to know what the one thing is for George, that thing that really irritated him? Was it money, sex or his role in the family? Nope, none of those. It was her mum. George's wife had organised for her mum to come over among the children whilst they went out, whilst they attended the session. And he wanted a babysitter. Now, he had his reasons for not wanting her mum. He simply wanted a babysitter and not her mum to mind the kids. We won't go into all the ins and outs, but that was his wish. And he had expressed it to his wife over and over and over again. And she went off and organised a babysitter. Well, George had explained to his mum, or his wife rather, that, you know, why he didn't want her mum there and his reasons may or may not have been valid. It's not really the point of this. He was quick to tell his wife that what he wanted and he knew that she knew. So there was certainty around that. But the thing is, his wife was really stressed and overloaded. She had so much on her plate, working a job, organising the kids, organising the babysitter, 
organizing the house. George did very little around the place. But you see, in this particular instance, she didn't have time to organize the babysitter. It was a last minute thing and she just didn't have time and she couldn't get anyone. So she organized for her mum to come around. Otherwise, they would have had to miss the session. It has to be done in advance and she didn't do it because he clearly explained to me, you see, she's disorganized and she can't even manage the food budget. She goes out three times in the week to buy our groceries. Doesn't she know that it's clearly much more time efficient to just go out once and get it all? She can't plan anything of her life depended on her. She can't plan a sitter. She can't plan the food. She can't plan our meals. She's just hopeless. They were George's words. She's just hopeless. He told me how hopeless his wife was because she can't manage, she can't pay the bills and the groceries. He had the evidence and the ammunition and the war was on. You see, my friend, that's not a very useful way to talk about your partner if you want to be influential. If you want them to hear you, if you want to influence them and understand why you don't want things to happen in a certain way, you're going to have to stop picking on them. Yeah, you heard me. Criticism. It's toxic. You see, you, George, are the cause of the stress. It's him. It's you. If you're criticizing, you are part of the dysfunction in the relationship. When I looked at his partner's face, she was really unperturbed. It was very surprising to me. And I was thinking, did she hear any of that? But you know what? She was far away. She had learned quite masterfully to just tune off whenever George went on and on and on criticizing her. And this man really did go on and on and on. (laughs) So she had to develop a way of protecting herself because George in that moment was the enemy. George was causing her pain and grief. And so she had to remove herself in order to be safe. Now, did George intentionally criticize her? Did he know he was criticizing her? No, he was just going on a rant and letting off steam. He was angry and he was just talking. But everything that came out of his mouth mouth was like bullets from a gun. It hurt her. It was painful to hear it. And she had learned that to protect herself, she'd have to stop hearing it in order to be in this relationship. So she was far away. And so the distance between them grew. Her continuing not to hear, him continuing to criticise, and the distance grew greater and greater and greater. And that's why they were in my office trying to sort things out. So this was a very valuable exercise in order to show them that criticism is not the way to influence your partner. So friends, can you talk so your partner hears you? Do you want to know how to have your requests heard? Let me tell you, there's one magic rule. It's only one thing you have to remember so that you can be heard. And that rule, it's really simple. And I know you've heard it before. So I'm not going to break anything earth shattering here. I know you've heard it before, but I bet you don't do it. Can you think of what it might be? Can you guess? Look, stop now. Stop the audio and see if you can guess. 
Look, the magic rule. The magic rule is not to talk about your partner and criticize them. Your partner is not this or that, disorganized or lazy or slothful or incompetent. Yeah, it's your experience of them that they're this or that, that horrible thing. So why don't you own it? Own your experience and make it about you. Report on that. You see, criticism hurts when you say you're this, you're that. But if you own it and you talk about your experience without the hurtful part, then you can actually be heard. What you want is to say what you need and be heard. But it certainly won't be heard if it comes out with a flood of criticism. Criticism hurts. No one wants to be criticised. If criticism was a physical act, it would surely bruise your partner. So by criticising, you're pushing your partner away and yet you want them to come close. It's really not a conundrum or a source of confusion. You want your partner to listen. Then stop criticising them. How do you know it's criticism? When you want your partner to come closer and partner with you on fixing things, then number one, get rid of the criticism. Stop saying bad things about them. And learn to make it a habit to talk about yourself. That's the golden rule. You talk about your experience. And so all that means, here it is, the big magic rule, start with I. And that means you talk about your experience. It can be your experience of them or it could be your experience of the things that are happening, but there's no blame to be inserted in that. You do not talk about them and tell them how bad they are. You talk about your disappearance. George, well, he was disappointed because her mum was there to babysit. So he could simply say, I get disappointed when your mum comes to babysit. I'd like to know what we can do about that. Or he could say, I need more order. Or another example, I want us to talk about whatever it is, shopping, babysitting, anything you want. But it's I, it's I want, I think, I feel, I need, I get. All of that. The best one is the I feel because when you're vulnerable and you let your partner know about your feelings, it's kind of a bonding thing between people. I feel unheard when you don't organize for a babysitter to mind our child. Now, wouldn't that get her listening? You see, that becomes the start of a good conversation. It's the opening line. The openers are so important to a good conversation. And we know from the Gottman research that if you start your sentence softly with the I, then it's going to land really well. So make that a habit of mind that you start your sentence with I. By opening a good conversation, you can be heard and you can go deeper to understand them. They can understand you. You can negotiate. You can compromise on a solution. You can reach a resolution without a fight. Wouldn't it be lovely to bring some peace into your life? More peace and passion is just what you need. Try it. Start with I. Thanks for listening to the Peace and Passion podcast. If you'd like to stay in contact, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you like something here or if something resonated with you, 
I'd love your encouragement to keep this going. You can do that with a review, a like, or a share, or just by telling someone that you think will benefit from hearing this. Take good care now.